Welcome back to New Rockstars. WandaVision just premiered on Disney Plus, kicking off Marvel's next phase with two episodes depicting the Avengers, Scarlet Witch, and Vision trapped in a freaky sitcom reality. And we gotta react to both of these episodes because we have questions. WTF, or as we like to say, Wanda the f***. This is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's WandaVision After Show. I'm oh, Eric gosh. Voss, here with fellow Marvel nerd and child of TV land reruns, Jessica Clemens. Hey, Jessica. Hi, I've switched locations, so now I'm in my room at my actual desk, and I have a spinny chair, and I will try my hardest to stop doing this, but who knows? It might You're, add to the whole- I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little uh, shifty right now too. I don't know what we're watching with WandaVision. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about it. And I'm going to try so hard yes. to not go into like, just like nerd details of just like how beautiful oh, shot it no, is. No, please do. But uh, Please go as as deep into nerd details as you want. This is new rock stars. That is you know, true. We, that's what we do here. No, yeah, who's subscribing that's not a nerd? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, A big spoiler warning before we continue. Uh, Yes, the hour is the episodes literally just dropped minutes ago, but this show is insane. We know a lot of you Marvel fans stayed up late to watch and you need answers. We're going to explain what Westview is and make no mistake, folks, WandaVision is no comedy. It is a horror. And we are going to explain why. And uh, yeah, there are Easter eggs and clues hidden all over the damn place. I'm going to break all those details down shot by shot in two separate videos coming out, uh, I think sometime later today uh, or Friday being today and tomorrow, Saturday. Oh, and by the way, you can celebrate Marvel's return by checking out our new latest obsession shirt inspired by WandaVision. It's called An Unusual Couple. I love this shirt. It shows Vision's floating consciousness and it has Easter eggs that are only revealed via augmented reality on your phone so you gotta move fast though because these are collectible limited supply items and after we sell out back in the blue dungeon they go uh just find them at newrockstarsmerch.com and those who get this vision shirt will unlock the extra option to write a custom shout out for these episodes of inside marvel all those shout outs are going to be appearing at the bottom of the screen um let's see what we got ricardo thomas hernandez says happy we get more jessica clemens on new rockstars because she is a damn rock star God, sponsor me, Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> also, our friend Carol Brown says uh, this is a BQ for Eric and Philip. When Skynet goes live, will this shirt activate? Yeah, <laughs> that's what's crazy about this uh, unusual couple shirt. It does feel like um, very, very involved. It's very high tech. It's like now my T-shirt is talking to my phone. <laughs> what is the world? Stark Industries. Brought to you by Stark Industries. Yeah, oh yeah. Ooh, also Epic Hero Shop launched their own companion shirt featuring Wanda with its own secret AR component. So for all you lovers out there, if you care about keeping this unusual couple together, jump on that. And a quick reminder that Epic Hero Shop is doing something amazing. They're giving away 10 PS5s. You can enter by subscribing to their YouTube channel, Epic Hero Labs. Fill out the form that you find at epicheroshop.com slash giveaway. Every 10,000 subscribers, there will be a new winner announced. And there's a bunch of ways to get more entries into that giveaway on that website. So check it out, epicheroshop.com slash giveaway. 
All right, Jessica, break down what happened in these first two episodes of WandaVision. Okay, so if you know me, if you're a very close friend of mine, you know that I can't summarize because I get too into details and I need to explain it. So I'm going to try my damned hardest for you guys to keep this short and sweet and to the point. So we open the first episode okay. with the newlywed couples coming in in their car, playing in this like quirky, klutzy, cute couple that they are to what I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, boss, is like I Love Lucy themed. Or I Love Lucy or um, Dick Van Dyke show because oh, Dick, uh, right, right. it yeah, seems it is, like that calendar is. might be 1961 and Dick oh. Van Dyke ran. 61 to 66. I need to get more into the years. Okay. So <laughs> I immediately was like, ooh, I love Lucy. I'm into this. So either way, they're a newlywed couple it's coming. Inspired in. for sure. Yeah, inspired. Yeah. It's yeah. So Dick Van Dyke, I love Lucy. You say whatever you want to assume, but they're a newlywed couple coming into their new home and they're being so cute and quirky. We have Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda Maximoff cleaning dishes, making everything levitate right when <laughs> the vision just walks through and breaks one with his face. They see a heart on the calendar that says August 23rd and they go to the conclusion that maybe it could be their anniversary, but no one really knows, but they refuse to acknowledge mm -hmm. that they both don't know. So they go and on with their lives being like, maybe it's our anniversary. I think it is. Uh, Vision has to hide his persona, so he shakes a face onto his face. He turns into Paul Bettany, <laughs> which I'm so uh -huh. mad they didn't acknowledge and say, like, he just turns into Paul Bettany. Well, I'm sure Paul Bettany was thrilled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was thing. like, God. This makeup has <laughs> left my freaking face. We're introduced to Agnes then right after um, the neighbor to, uh, what does she say? She says, I'm your neighbor on the right. My right, not yours. In a very cute, quirky matter. We love Catherine Hahn coming in here. She asks so many questions immediately about like, what are you doing alone? Who's your partner? Where's your children? What's your life like? And through those drawn out conclusions, they come to the idea that maybe tonight is their anniversary and Agnes starts to help her plan for the occasion. Then we cut to Vision at work at a computational forum place that we don't really know. And he works very well because guess what? He's a robot and he's doing all this computing. When we are then introduced to his boss, Mr. Hart, we come to the conclusion that, that tonight is the night that they have a dinner with his boss, Mr. Hart, who's wanting to meet Vision and Wanda Maximoff. So he's like, oh, I need to call my wife. I need to call Wanda. We get this cute phone line conversation of like, they're just not understanding at all where they are. Vision still knows that it's the dinner. Wanda still thinks it's the anniversary. Hilarity ensues. They go into it immediately with Mr. and Mrs. Hart coming to dinner. Wanda showing up in a white nightgown, all sexy, thinking it's the anniversary. Klutz idea. I love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke. She, it's not at all what it is supposed to be. So through a series of 50 slapstick comedy, they come up with breakfast for dinner. That's when we're introduced to the horror of the first episode. They're berating them with questions of like, why'd you get here? Where did you come from? It's a get out scene, really. And we get Kitty, whose real name isn't Kitty. I call her Kitty from that 70s show because she's the mom. Starts yeah, yeah, asking yeah. <laughs> these questions on repeat, almost like she's about to cry. You don't know if she's a part of S.W.O.R.D. You don't know what, what's happening, but it's a very awkward scene where Wanda calmly tells Vision to help her bo his boss, Mr. Hart, who's choking on the dinner. He gets his powers, takes it out. They call it end. They leave abruptly after choking. And then at the end of the scene, they, they talk about how much they love each other. And it zooms out with a vignette over the shoulder shot of S.W.O.R.D. working on a notepad, watching on a TV screen, the show that we just watched. It's dark and seedy yeah. and... <laughs> no it's it's such a like crazy idea like this is such a classic setup for like these old school sitcoms like the boss is coming home from dinner you better impress him and the the oh wife misinterprets it and then there's like this kind of like 
oh wait i miss i didn't know that's what you it meant and then it's so it, cute. and can we say jessica this show is horny as f- People, you okay like, when he's talking about getting that... tongue-tied and she's like this after all this time it's like children you, are watching this you put that in the notes and i when oh my when vision was like what are you wearing what are you wearing i was like damn i was like damn they're about to have sex <laughs> i was like this is but like you know Disney those show. old school shows were were super horny too like they you go were. back and watch it's like did the censors know what the writers were joking at in this, it this was show? it also has so it's so cute and so perfect and Catherine Hahn is everything that I look to be in a con- like a comedian actress. She plays that trope so well. Like it's in I can't, she's loud. I'm obsessing over Catherine Hahn. I feel like everything she says has a double meaning and I mm-hmm. I rewatched, you know, and I'm like, "Wait, what did she really mean by that? I I'm losing my mind." It's insane. Also the guy with the mustache, if anyone can tell me who that man is, he is so funny. He's the guy that's like cleaning out his desk in the first episode. That's just like yeah. Phil a Jones is the character's name. I'm obsessed with him. He has a lot of good one-line jokes, and I'm like, damn, this is a guy. That's oh, his name is uh, David Langle. David uh, Langle. I haven't seen him in other stuff before, but that guy is freaking hilarious. He's got some of the best one-liners. He's got the in these best episodes. one-liners, which I want to talk about with the second episode. So, because the second yeah. episode has his best one-liner. Either way, so the second episode enters with what we talked about in our first preview of the show that was on the Jimmy Kimmel show when we heard the bump in the night. It turns out to be a tree branch. And when I said I bet my mom's life on it being someone walking into a wall, hey, I take it back. <laughs> well, it wasn't that, but I don't think it was just a tree branch, right? Oh, yeah. there was, it was probably some of this, uh, the beekeeper or the helicopter mm-hmm. or something. So it's the bump in the night episode where she makes the beds turn into one king size bed and then they canoodle into the night. We <laughs> wake horny. up. They're so <laughs> horny. So this is uh, the Bewitched. Uh-huh. We rewatched yes. it and we thought Dream of a Genie, but they obviously didn't give any like yeah. shout outs to Dream of a Genie. But I thought it was I Dream of a Genie, but it is the Bewitched kind of sort of years. Mm-hmm. And we're getting that like she's obviously a witch. Let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> Um, they're getting ready for this magic talent show that they're doing for their town. It's for the children. It's an elementary for school the- fundraiser. And they always say, for the children. I immediately was like, this is weird. As yeah. Wanda, the f- <laughs> What for the, where is the children? What children are y'all talking about? So they're getting ready for, they're getting ready for that magic show with Vision and Wanda performing their trick and Wanda reassuring Vision that she wants to be normal. This is their new town now. Uh, Vision's like, you're right. So he embarks to go find the neighborhood watch to make sure that the neighborhood watch is up to snuff with security, which they never are. So (laughs) Uh -uh. Wanda, here's another crash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, up to snuff with eating danishes. So Wanda, here's another crash and goes outside. And that's where we see the the red helicopter from the trailers. It's in the front bush. She's looking at it very pensively. Like she's staring at it, concentrated. To me, it felt like a little bit of her color was coming back slightly, but I think I was just going crazy and saying with like trying to be you and be like, where is the, where, where is it? So of course it was already like she was shook and awake by Agnes screaming, hey, and showing off her rabbit for the talent show, Mr. Scratchy. Senor Scratchy. Senor Scratchy. Thank you. Sorry. Senor oh, did you say the rabbit is Mephisto? I yeah, said the, the rabbit, rabbit is obviously Mephisto. Mephisto. The, the rabbit has to be Mephisto. <laughs> How is the rabbit not going to be Mephisto? So they basically uh-huh. go meet up with Dottie and the, part, the party planning committee and reassure her that Dottie is the only person. She's the god of the planning committee. When they go to, um, and 
They go to a, what I assume is a country club and they repeat again as a unit this time, this is for the children and is of the utmost importance. That's where we get all these one-liners from Agnes that are very funny, but also too telling. We're also revealed to find out that one of the women in the group is Monica. So <laughs> it might not be, but she introduces herself as Geraldine, but from us breaking down everything we know it's monica rambo but either way yeah it sounds like a name she just made up on the fly yeah she also <laughs> sounded really she stuttered when she paused and said uh geraldine and so mm-hmm. we're introduced to geraldine in that moment we cut immediately to the neighborhood watch that's in the library and basically the neighborhood watch men hated vision before they didn't trust him before but now since he's loosened up they think he's really funny they're all quirky and great and they offer him big red gum where he chews and immediately becomes drunk because it gunks up his wires and that's how vision's yeah. body works yeah, <laughs> sure <laughs> it gums up his it gums up his gears and that's how his body works we're then taken back to the country club where wanda is cleaning up for the committee she's talking to Dottie about their relationship when the static that we saw in the trailer starts happening through the radio it's it's playing like the beach boys but we also see the static we also hear wanda where are you what's going on she's starting to like come to consciousness while Dottie's like who are you what is that she's about to cry and then the radio combusts. the lemonade Dottie's holding breaks in her hand shatters revealing red blood and wanda's just like what the hell just happened and that is like they leave it at that and they go on living their lives before the talent show vision appears drunk Obviously, hilarity ensues when Vision appears to be so drunk that he's just going to reveal his powers to everybody. But luckily, Wanda counteracts it with her vision, with her powers, citing that it's illusions, it's illusions, it's illusions. So the neighborhood doesn't think they're weird. And at the end of the night, they get awarded like the best hilarity, the best great part for the fundraiser, which is really good. And then mm-hmm. Wanda reminds Vision, this is for the children, gets up and reveals that she is pregnant. And we're like, oh, my God. The children are her babies, are her twins. When another bump in the night goes out, they go out to go see what it is. And that's when we get the scene from the trailer of a man climbing out of a manhole in the middle of the night, no one around, in a beekeeper suit surrounded by bees. And he turns and looks at Wanda where Wanda goes, no. And we get a rewind, an old school VHS rewind back to where Wanda says, we're doing this for the children. Or I, it, it honestly stunned me so hard at that scene that I was like, what happened? They kiss. We get color to the screen. We get color to the room. They recognize that vision turned magenta again, that everything's coming back to life. And then we get that static from the radio and it ends. And I need to talk about the second episode. Yeah, that was wild. And uh, let's not forget these commercials that they plug in the middle of the episodes that if you need more Marvel Easter eggs, they got uh, a Stark uh, Industries toaster, the toast uh, mate. 2000 they have the hydro uh, and like, watch the, the strucker watch like uh, and strucker, what is the line time for you yeah he'll make time for you the two accessories a man needs his lady and a yeah. watch <laughs> and i got a i got a name drop here that guy was itmar enriquez uh, he was on my house improv team at io he's a really funny guy oh my I had God, no idea that's he was a part good... of this so i screamed itmar when i saw him uh yeah and another that's buddy of ours eric delgado who went to a college with me and philip uh, was a tap dancer in an episode so like i know people in the show That's this is insane. so weird how do i get yeah. on the show wait a minute yeah i know <laughs> i minute. know i feel like we're one step removed now we i'm so it. mad now wait a minute i want to tap dance <laughs> all right but what's our big wtf for this okay first off there's too many uh what the f- is westview and when are we <laughs> yeah okay when? so westview 
Westview is the name of the sitcom town. It's a pocket reality that Wanda and Vision appear to be trapped in. Everyone in it appears to be under a kind of spell. They mm -hmm. sort of play along to these sitcom tropes, but sometimes they wake up for a moment and suspect that something is wrong and kind of turn against each other. But then they kind of go back into it. So obviously, if you're watching, Westview is a kind of illusion because uh, Vision is dead. He died in Infinity War. The version of Vision we're seeing is not the real Vision um, this is all taking place after Avengers Endgame. Though, within the bubble, according to that calendar, Episode 1 appears to be set in August 1961. And the, re the way we got that is there's only certain years where the month of August begins on a Tuesday. Uh, there's like the <laughs> year 1950. But then on that calendar, it says, all this little girl wants is a color TV. And color TVs were not invented till 53. And we're not in American homes till the 60s. So this would have been 61. Dick Van Dyke is kind of the more the reference point. But Episode 2 is set in the late 60s with the Bewitched. So based off of that trajectory, we can probably assume Episode 3 will be set in the 70s, Episode 4 the 80s with the Family Ties stuff, Episode 5 maybe the 90s one with Roseanne, Episode 6 I'm guessing 2000s with uh, Modern Family. And we know that because Paul Bettany himself said that Episode 7, 8, and 9 will be kind of the final act of the season. All will be revealed and the finale of this season will be kind of an Avengers-style showdown. So that kind of gives you the roadmap for what we can expect. So again, Westview, uh, this is actually, whatever it is, is located in the middle of this random wooded area, and it's being closely monitored by SWORD, S-W-O-R-D, Sentient World Observation Response Department. Uh, Marvel fans know that in the comics, SWORD is an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's focused on extraterrestrial threats. They have this like uh, space station orbiting Earth that people think in that post-credit scene of Far From Home that that's where Nick Fury was. Uh, it's called The Peak. But in this show, S.W.O.R.D. includes Jimmy Woo, you know, that was Randall Park from Ant-Man the Wasp, Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies, and Monica Rambeau. Uh, we talked about her. She is grown up from when we saw her in Captain Marvel. She's going to be in Captain Marvel 2. So, yeah, this is like a simulated reality. Kind of like things you've seen in X-Files, The Matrix, Truman Show, mm -hmm. Twilight Zone. Uh, actually, like, there are specific... There's an episode, Kill Switch, of the X-Files that features a simulated reality that uses its Twilight time uh, as the early WandaVision trailer did. Uh, and also there's that episode of The Twilight Zone, one of my favorite episodes, It's a Good Life with uh, mm. Anthony. Like, oh, very good, Anthony. The mind control boy who oh, like, okay. a town yeah. to bend to his will. And they're all just terrified. He turns one of them into a jack-in-the-box. But it doesn't seem like this outside authority of S.W.O.R.D. is the one imprisoning Wanda there. She's kind of in control of it. It makes it seem like the illusion is coming from within. Yeah. The, the illusion's coming from inside the house. That's kind of oh my God, it it's is. coming from inside the house. <laughs> I definitely like got that. That was episode one where they ended with the sword, like writing down. Well, okay, so this is where I'm a little confused, which maybe you can clear up. So we get the end of episode one with sword, like writing down something, closing it, obviously watching on a monitor what's happening or replaying this for her. Maybe she's unconscious and sword is like, this is the only way to keep her kind of tamed. Right. But then we have the Jimmy Woo voice coming through the intercom being like, who's doing this to you? So that's where I'm like, yeah. maybe S.W.O.R.D. is watching over this unconscious body while she makes these things in her mm -hmm. head. And maybe we're seeing what's just playing in her head while on the outside, it's actually just true turmoil. It's just like the world yeah. is like a chaos. <laughs> It, it, that might be the case. We know from trailers that there appears to be some kind of uh, perimeter fence around like yeah. an actual piece of real estate. 
uh, that seems to be part of being this warping thing. So either Wanda is in the middle of it, she could be somewhere mm-hmm. else uh, doing this, but it seems like she's trapped in it. And uh, that voice over the radio asked, who is doing this to you? Yeah. You know, so it's it makes it sound like Wanda's not even fully in control of it. They recognize that she's not at fault. She's kind of a victim. Yeah. Um, there was this moment where the beekeeper comes out with the sword logo on his suit. Yeah. And Wanda says no, and things rewind like the videotape. So she has some control over what's happening, but I don't think she's fully aware of it. Uh, I don't think she's playing coy. I think she's going in and out of full consciousness. Yeah. But clearly sure. there's some other unknown entity trapping Wanda in this spell, and Sword is just trying to help end True. it and break her out of it. I think she wants to stay. She wants to stay in it clearly because she was like, no, I love this world. That And she's trying so yeah. hard to be like, we need to fit in. We need, this is our home now. And also when we got Westview, I think it was in the beginning of the first episode, the Westview sign says like, home is where you want. Yeah. And then it says home is where you make it, I oh. think too. So literally so it's like, you she truly it. is you... just like, I yeah. want, this is our home now. I want us to be normal. I lived a life as just like my brother's dead and the world outside of this is so dangerous. Like, I think she just yeah. truly is like, this is our, I want to be as normal as a family can be by being these sitcoms. Right. And we know Wanda has reality warping powers from the comics. We haven't really yeah. seen that in the MCU yet, but this is what it looks like. She can change the reality around her, but it, it appears that someone else is kind of hijacking her. So I think that's the real question we got to ask is not just what is Westview or when is Westview, but who is this who mysterious is? third party hijacking Wanda's reality warping mind to create this illusion? Um, so just to run down a couple of candidates, yeah. uh, it could be Catherine Hahn's character, Agnes. We've theorized that her name yeah. could have come from Agatha Harkness, which uh, the that is the witch companion to Wanda Maximoff in the Marvel comics who turns against her. Agnes is clearly up to something, but we'll talk more about on that in a bit. Yeah. Um, it could be the demonic entity Agatha famously serves, Mephisto, who famously in the comics has tried to trick Wanda with the illusion of her children for the children in order to drain her chaos magic. Or the children. More about Mephisto later. Or the children. And if we interpret this pocket reality as a dream, this could be another Marvel entity, Nightmare, from the dream dimension. He's a foe to Doctor Strange, whose sequel, Wanda, is confirmed to return in next year. Yeah, those are some candidates. It might be someone else. I think some of these answers will come up in the name Westview itself, Jessica, because we've also heard there's another part of this town, Eastview, and I've speculated that could parallel the Wicked Witch of the East, the Wicked Witch of the West, and the Wizard of Oz, something we know this series seems to be hinting at with the trailer footage showing the movie theater marquee playing Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Also, wouldn't it be fun if they're like sons went to like <laughs> i was i was reading so many things i was like yeah this is like a basic family what school does the kids go to <laughs> where, where does the children like what school is it and if it's eastview and what their mascot would look like this is just a weird side note that i'm like i can't wait to see her go to a football game cheering the kids on uh and speed has to like uh not use his power yeah it's great? literally yeah. the incredibles <laughs> where he has to yeah, slow yeah. down sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> speed up speed up speed up yeah, it's, uh, I think the for the children is kind of the clue we need to take away from these first two episodes. Like, where Absolutely. are the children? Like, all these people are doing everything for their kids. I don't see any kids around. Like, mm-hmm. that's obviously the joke with Wanda having the baby bump at the end. But do these other families have kids? Where are they on a Saturday afternoon where they can just leave them all alone? Really? 
I can't wait yeah. to see the babies. I can't wait to see them babies. <laughs> We're going to go more into all this. First, we want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode. Our friends at Keeps. Thanks to Keeps for sponsoring this episode. As guys, so much of our identity, I guess, is wrapped in our hair, right? From how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when you start noticing the first signs of hair loss, for a lot of guys, it feels like panic time. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit the doctor online and get a hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver the medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout outlines and awkward doctor visits so if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss go to keeps.com slash wandavision to receive your first month of treatment for free that's k-e-e-p-s dot com slash wandavision also we want to thank expressvpn for sponsoring this episode we all know how a vpn protects your privacy and security online now you can also use a vpn to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries Use ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who or Star Trek Discovery on the UK Netflix. All you gotta do, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that is it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. Choose from over 100 different countries. That's a lot of Netflix libraries. If you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it is ridiculously fast. There is never any buffering or lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is compatible with your phone, media console, smart TVs, and other devices. You can watch on the go or on the big screen wherever you are. If you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash WandaVision, you could get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash WandaVision. And finally, thanks to our friends at Manscaped for sponsoring this episode, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Now, I don't think Vision has any body hair, but maybe he does when he's in Dick Van Dyke or Danny Tanner mode. Those men were famously furry. Mm -hmm. Famously furry. If that synthesoid has pubes, you know he would want the most advanced possible tech to trim them. Something like the Lawnmower 3.0. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting their Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, and the whole thing is waterproof. It's even got this cool LED light to illuminate grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. It literally shines where the sun don't. Experience it firsthand for yourself and trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WANDAVISION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code WANDAVISION. And for all the uh, women watching our shows, maybe we'll have some sponsors that you can find interesting. Me? Even you. Even me? Oh, little old man. All right, let's move on to some more questions that we had from this episode. WTF. Uh, 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 is Agnes's deal? 
Uh, also, her husband Ralph isn't real, right? Okay, those are in your notes, and Ralph is real. But you can you go first. You, you think Ralph is I real? Go. I don't think Ralph, Ralph is real. Ralph is okay. 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 <laughs> all of all of the jokes Agnes makes about Ralph are so good. The disappearing act yeah. where she was just like, hmm, "Can you make Ralph disappear?" I was just like, "Ralph, Ralph has to be Mephisto." I think they're like hinting at the fact oh. that okay, I know that I'm like, "Yeah, the rabbit's Mephisto, Ralph's from Mephisto," but I think it's true. <laughs> I think how can he be watching Wanda without watching Wanda? He in the comic books doesn't have that much power because of Wanda taking it. So it's just like, what if he is like doing as much as he can to get in that world and like mess with her with the like like the least amount of magic that he can use and it's like by putting himself in the form of all these things so i think we will get ralph soon and it will just be like mefesto but not like he's not gonna come out as mefesto he's just gonna look like a normal man but i think Jessica, like that's, that's a great theory something is going on with ralph and i think that is now my favorite theory of what <laughs> is going on with this guy because either he doesn't exist or he is someone else because the way she says it is like um my husband ralph right that we all know i have a husband like it's, she's either lying and she has murdered her husband and he is like uh, a rotting corpse in a rocking chair in her attic <laughs> or he is mephisto or both That'd if you break apart ralph it spells mephisto um i'm trying yeah. to, like i'm trying to connect any dot i can um yeah uh, devil ralph ralph is uh, a devil like a very famous uh, ralph lauren the polo shirt um no i think obviously agnes uh, agnes is my favorite character to watch right now i feel like every word out of her mouth like every gesture feels motivated mm -hmm. uh and it feels deceitful in some way like she had this whole dinner ready to go i know that's kind of an ethel joke from like i love lucy uh towards mm -hmm. just this crazy neighbor who's super nosy and always trying to poke her head in the door she always comes in the back that bewitched intro she was coming in through the door whereas everyone else was outside like uh her, the fact that she has this rabbit the fact that like it was interesting during the magic show she like grabbed her purse as if she was gonna pull a gun out and just start firing like I, something when she, she threatened the mailman triggered when she yeah, when the mailman was walked by mailman right it was too she goes, pew, see, pew 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 it was too like uh wild to put in there without something mean without it meaning something and right. so i think she maybe the mailman look. was like from sword yeah. and he got in and she's just like you keep starting problems <laughs> yeah <laughs> like because he was like don't shoot me i'm just the messenger like what if he's Mephisto? Okay, I'm sorry. I am. I understand that I am <laughs> turning into Voss now. It's rubbing off on me. But hear me out. You're welcome. Don't shoot the messenger. What if he's the messenger delivering news to Agnes, being like, "Do this next." I, I don't. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Maybe. I think Agnes is going to be the um, the direct villain as this series goes on. Mm -hmm. um, Catherine Hahn is like a fairly big name, and she's so good. But I think you know there's going to be a hint later in the series that she has she serves a greater master, and if that's it, our Mephisto. That's all we need for our Mephisto <laughs> theory. To and be then right, we're like, you know? yeah. And then it turns out to be Nightmare. She's like working for Nightmare. We're like, oh. <laughs> And then I will trash Soiled. <laughs> I will break this microphone, John. Yeah. Do you hear me? I will throw it out the window. <laughs> throw it to the possums. So what's our what's our next question? Okay. WTF, what is going on with the beekeeper? And why did Wanda say no and we're rhymed away from him? Yeah. So this beekeeper has the sword logo on the back. Mm. Is he part of sword? Uh, like all these other clues that she's finding a sword. Um, or is it like something, is that the third party entity 
that is now mm-hmm. just dressed as a sword beekeeper or something like that. So two things. When I first saw that beekeeper, I said, maybe it's Swarm, <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> villains in Marvel history. Uh, but <laughs> don't laugh at me. Why does everybody laugh at me when I bring this up to people? I'm tired of people laughing at Maybe it's Swarm. Maybe we're just getting ready. I don't know. I, th- I don't know. Maybe he's coming out of the woodwork. He's Who knows? made of bees. He's made of bees. My notes literally said... A beekeeper equals swarm, a a man of bees. (laughs) Like, it's so stupid. (laughs) But secondly, I was zooming in on that man's face in the beekeeper suit, and it kind of looked like Paul Bettany. Um, Please correct me if I'm completely wrong, but I I was like, this could be like, yeah, Sword's trying to break in deeper in her mind, trying to get her out. But Mm -hmm. what what do the bees mean? What do the bees mean? What do the bees mean? Bees? Bees? Uh, Bees? I'm working on a theory that will probably end up in the breakdown and everyone will yell at me, but like there's hexagons in this folks. And I know hexagons are just like a natural uh, geometric shape that, you know, fit together in, in cool patterns. And so you see that texture everywhere, but like in both episode one and episode two, the wipe that they use at the end of the episode is a honeycomb style hexagon at the bewitched intro. There are six stars around the moon that forms the six points of a hexagon is there a beehive conceit that they're working on? And that's what the beekeepers connected to. I'm totally reaching. I know. I know. Maybe I know. it's like, but yeah, these if we're are reaching, choices that maybe it's making. a, it's a, what is it called when spies? It's a honey trap <laughs> or a honey, a honey oh, pot. You know a honey pot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a honey trap. Oh, I don't could know. be, could be. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, I just think it's weird that um, they changed so much stylistically between episode yeah. one and episode two. They're completely different sitcom formats, very different humor tones even. Uh, and the fact that they would keep that hexagonal wipe at the end is weird. It means that some designers like, no, something. we want to keep hexagons as part of this. That's true. And it's definitely not Swarm, but it's something. <laughs> it yeah. might be Swarm. Yeah. That's, I didn't think about uh, that at all. I'm going to think about that now. Also, get in the comments. So it's either, this beekeeper is either someone from S.W.O.R.D. who's trying to get in, and she doesn't want S.W.O.R.D. to end this kind of dream reality because she kind of mm-hmm. likes it. Uh, or this is some other entity, because that entity was scary. The way he turned, that was pure horror. Yeah. Well, does she have you know? any kind of sort of, um, uh, because when we saw in the second episode, when we saw the watch and it had like Hydra, I was like, oh, maybe she's getting flashbacks. So does the, mm. does it, bees... <laughs> I'm trying to think of the bees have anything to do with her like past before she was an Avenger. And I, I mean, the only thing I can think of is Ultron and his drones, right? Ultron had drones uh, that, you know, once you took out the queen bee of Ultron, all the drones went down. That's true. Okay. This is a good, I'm going to keep on. I don't know. I'm going to keep on this. Hopefully we get another beekeeper scene. Okay, WTF yeah. is going on with the neighbors. Herb, Mr. and Mrs. Hart, Dottie, Phil, Norm, Beth, etc. How in on it are they? Yeah, right. These other town residents, um, I don't know if they're more... Or, the question is, are they as in on it as Agnes is? Uh, mm. Are they all, like, is it kind of a conspiracy? Is it like that, um, that Twilight Zone episode where it's a good life, where they're all just kind of terrified and playing along? Obviously, Dottie isn't afraid to call out Wanda. She doesn't trust her. Um, Here's what I think. Uh, I think some of the people in the town are just average people who are being hypnotized or brainwashed to play along with this. I think Agnes has her own agenda, uh, and she's kind of playing it with them. 
Uh, and I think Monica Rambeau might have her own agenda just because I, I know she's a, a sword agent. I don't know if all of these people, Mr. And Mrs. Hart, Phil, Norm, Beth, Herb, I don't know if they're all sword agents. Um, but I think they uh, are aware on some level that this is false and they're kind of trapped. I agree. It's just like, I, I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're real or if they're like actual people just were in the wrong place at the wrong time when Wanda's um, hallucination began and they just got yeah. uh, assimilated into it. That'd be interesting. I feel like it's hard because I was like, oh, you have to go all in or nothing. So I feel like all of them have to be like, um, like have to be controlled by Mephisto. But then also it's like, was Mephisto or whoever is controlling Wanda, even if it is just Wanda, was she expecting to be in that world by herself? So I feel like they had to have just some of those people are not sword agents, aren't people that were in the vicinity, are people that are made up. Because I was like, how? so was the original plan just to put Wanda in there by herself and to be happy? Yeah. So I think only some are sword agents and some are like families in that wooded area that got pushed into that hole. Uh-huh. But I'm trying to more figure out who I think the ones are. So like Mr. and Miss Dottie, I think are people created. I don't think they're sword agents. I don't think they're people that were in the vicinity. I think they're created and they were probably on just a loop that got like messed with because Wanda was coming to the realization. Maybe when she starts coming to the realization of things, those people that are around her are people that were created like Dottie. Mm. Actually, maybe not like Dottie because Dottie asked like, who are you? what's going yeah. on i think they're all um normal people who are under a mm-hmm. spell because the spell kind of wears off sometimes uh, mr mrs hart there's even a moment where mrs hart was like my head is spinning and deborah joe rupp was she does such a good job switching back and forth to when she's, she's in so- sitcom mode and in that moment it felt so sincere where she's like no everyone we need to stop the take that's what it felt like um uh, okay, uh, of I course dotty when she's calling him out um phil when he's like Oh, I'm uh whatever. That moment where he calls Norm a communist, and Norm's just like, "What?" Like that scene, I was like, "Oh my god!" That was so funny. What was Vision thinking? Dear Lord, (laughs) Vision was Um, like. There are some theories out there that Herb could be like his name's Herbert, and he could be Herbert Wyndham, which we have a theory for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three that he's the High Evolutionary. I don't know if this guy will play him. I'd love for this guy to play him. I think this guy's great. <laughs> I want to see him. All see these him. Uh, background actors are fantastic. I want good. them to be um, regular key players in the MCU. They are so good. They're so good. And I love that. And to use them to their full capacity, they're in every episode just playing a different character. And I'm so yeah. proud of them. For I'm so happy that Disney was like, oh, we're going to keep with these same people. We're not going to like different world, different people. I was like, this is so yep. good. They're so good. But yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they are just like all controlled by Mephesto and brought in randomly. And I would be down for that. I don't know. Mr. and Mrs. Hart are not. (laughs) I feel like they're part of it. Yeah, I think they're all to an extent part of it. I just don't know if they're real uh, people or if they're just projections the way Vision is. And if what we're seeing of Vision is based on some kind of corporeal um uh like base you know that they Mm -hmm. drag in vision's corpse as we talked about and then from that corpse like maybe all these people maybe here's here it is westview's on a graveyard and all of these people are the souls of people resurrected from the graves below and that (laughs) wanda has projected this town of westview so it's pet cemetery but (laughs) (laughs) hear me out (laughs) stephen king get on this um marvel meets pet cemetery 
Uh, I really hope it's not. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I hope it's not, too. That'd be real weird. And real but weird. I do want a zombie but Marvel also, Universe, so let's go ahead. Let's yeah. get on that. WTF <laughs> is the weird way for they chant for the children. What? Wanda yeah, the that's f- something, right? Wanda I the think f- this is this. the whole point of this feels like to get Wanda pregnant and have her have these kids. Yeah. That's what it, they're like for the children. Cause we don't see other kids and maybe see other kids in the background. I don't think we do. I need to go rewatch, but the fact that There's, these two babies, the whole town is obsessed with like getting them to this point where they just rapidly progress through their lives and have kids. Uh, um, it's that's crazy. why it has to be Mephesto because I, <laughs> I'm just, I keep being like, we're He's just ushering saying. these children to come to birth so he can reabsorb them, <laughs> so he can right. take them back. And so it's just like, what? What other reason? But also, let's like jump ahead to the trailers where we saw that the Halloween epi- like the Halloween bits where we do see children in the background. We see children everywhere. That's right. Do we see those children because we are given the actual children, or well, not the actual children, but the children that Wanda's about to have? Maybe like once Wanda has children, then they're like, oh, computer. This is, we should make other children. Now we know what other children yeah. look like. Um, right. But it's like, so children come eventually. Right, they do. But based on these two episodes, when they say for the children, I think it's just for Wanda's children. And that's it. Uh, it's uh-huh. scary that there's no other kids here. It's um, so, it's such a horror show. It's such a yeah. horror. And that's why I think I love it so much. Because I'm like, this mm-hmm. is terrifying. This is not They're a like, sitcom. This is, um. Children. This is like an adult swim kind of thing. This feels like too many cooks a little yeah. bit. Like everyone's it's, just kind of laying along and smiling, but they're about to get stabbed. So here it comes and she cuts her hand and shatters her and shatters it. And then her line after she shatters that glass is straight up like pop quiz. How does a white house, a white, a white house. How does a, how does a housewife get blood out of like linen? And she was like, she does it herself. I was like, what? What the hell does that mean? Well, yeah, And then she walks away. I said, the f- Wanda, the f- you better go fix that, whatever that was. And she never got to talk to Vision about it, which pisses me off. You know what scares me is it's like, is that woman being abused? Like, what do you mean? Why does she have experience with yeah. blood on white linen and then she has to like clean it up herself so no one knows? Like, that's freaking scary. What is going on there? Phil Jones, you uh, unemployed jerk. What are you doing to her? <laughs> Take it back. Um she Dottie was also like just so terrifying but yeah I guess everything is for their children I just don't know like what the hell was the point of the fundraiser what's the money for the children right the children yeah. what children and how is it a, I guess they sold seats it just feels like a poorly designed fundraiser that we all do a talent show yeah and it just but says also- for the children they also don't really care because when that like the when she showed the mirrors, the one was like, "Is that how mirrors work?" Shut up, Beth. <laughs> I was like, "I love that line." Yes, I was like, "Yes, it's, we're not going like to get into it." It's such a funny hanging the lantern thing in the script where they're just like, "How will Wanda justify this one?" It's shut just up. a mirror. <laughs> she said, "Shut up, Beth." That was my grandmother's <laughs> piano. Um, <laughs> that was, was so funny. I rewound it. I said, "Okay." I said, "This man yeah. gets the Academy Award." Yes, it's so good. Um, so the weird way they chant for the children, we it's just it's just weird. It's a horror show. Yeah. Uh WTF is Sword's mission. What the hell is Sword yeah. doing right now? Uh, what are they doing? It's hard to say, but clearly yes. at least monitoring. Um they are trying to break through and reach out to Wanda. Um that helicopter has a sword logo on it and 
we've theorized before that it might be a life-size helicopter that went that got sucked in through the the membrane of this town and got turned into like a toy kind of like in that twilight zone episode where yeah. the threatening thing was turned into a jack-in-the-box uh and the way that um thanos used the reality stone also red tinted and warped uh drax into children's blocks you know yeah um so that um i feel like it's all connected there sword uh it's weird that they're having sword being the one to monitor it because they're sentient world observation response department they're supposed to be focused on aliens extraterrestrial threats they did have the first line of the series is wanda and your flying saucers which is you know it's a pun because literally it's a saucer yeah. dish but like is that a nod to extraterrestrial threats and that's why well, sword is yeah. on this they're kind of like the fbi x-files division and they are in charge of like this is another world another dimension and it is sentient that so we I think have to truly, break wanda out of it i think 100 percent. that's why they're doing it and also it's it's crossing a line where they're like they're like the world's like this is out of our hands because she's opening dimensions to different freaking like a universe that we don't know anything about so it's like who gets that call not ghostbusters um, so it's sword, <laughs> not Ghostbusters, but sword. So I feel like sword has to look after it. Also, she could be opening dimensions to like aliens coming through, like the alien right. to us, or too. demons coming through, or demons. Huh. Yeah, or I think a sword. Right now, they seem a threatening in the way that Shield in the first Iron Man movie seemed a little threatening or suspicious. But I think Sword is going to be the new Shield of the MCU. They're going to be yeah, like absolutely. the multiverse version of Shield. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, and they're going to be good guys, and they're going to be the basis of the Secret Invasion Nick Fury series. These are the guys who are just going to show up in the background. Uh, you have the TVA as, like, the Time Variance Authority, who's kind of governing different timelines. Yeah. S.W.O.R.D. is just there to protect Earth from all these different things. 100%. And I do think, like, right now, all we can, like, I agree with you, what we can pull from this is S.W.O.R.D. is definitely monitoring her right now and trying to get in. But we yeah. just, I don't think it's a negative thing. I think they're trying yeah. to help obviously i don't think they're, they're the like guys. we're gonna make this worse you know what yeah. let's throw another person in let's throw another dead body in there if that ends up being it like all these things are corpses just a pile of corpses when the illusion comes down i'm gonna <laughs> laugh so fucking hard Wanda, what did you do? It's you bury like those a, corpses. You you can dig a hole quicker than any of us. Put them back in there. Corpses flying everywhere. Oh my um, god. Alright. We're in a dark place. Let's close out this episode with another segment of What the Devil? What the devil? Uh, in which we're going to check in to see if any of our insane theories about Mephisto, the devil figure of Marvel Comics, showing up in the series turned out, any actual evidence or sightings. And folks, I think we got at least one uh, at that planning meeting in episode two. Dottie says the devil is in the details, and then Agnes mutters to Wanda, that's not the only place he is. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, she could be talking about the booze she's about to pour into her afternoon drink, but we don't see the booze in that shot. I think it's deliberately meant to just be a little wink that yeah. uh, she could also be talking shit about Dottie. Dottie's kind of a, uh, she's a freaking the devil. demon the way she's, <laughs> she's, she's the, the devil. devil. I think that's a tip of the hat toward like yeah. the devil is everywhere. We're only in the second episode, so they're not going to immediately reveal that it's Mephesto, but I think like they have to give some sort of nod and that is the nod. Yeah. I, um, you mentioned Ralph. 
I think there is a huge mystery with Ralph. I'm not uh, prepared to say, I think either, both of us, I think he just posed questions about Agnes herself. Like Agnes has some secret agenda that Ralph is connected to it. I'm, I'm almost ready to commit to Ralph being Mephisto, but can't wait to the episode where Ralph is at the bar with vision and he's just like, why are you here? And he's confused at why Vision's here. And that is when we're going to get the reveal of, like, Vision wasn't made by him. Vision didn't show up on his own. Wanda made him up. Um, Can't wait for that scene because it's going to happen. 90 sitcoms love a bar scene with two dads. dads. (laughs) Yeah. Another possible Mephisto-related thing, that Stark toaster in the commercial. This was, like, the first truly Mm -hmm. creepy moment of the series where it's just that red light is blinking. Uh, and then my buddy Ithmar is talking about burning from both sides, heat from both sides. Oh, like true. there feels something hellish related to that. It was super creepy at the very least. What more is hell than two burning ends and red dots mm-hmm. flashing? Let's be honest. Yeah, being trapped in a hot, hot place with just this flashing red. Well, that gets what else could it? Faster, it can't be anything. Faster. When you were like the creepy red light, I was like, yeah, but Wanda's red and like. They kind of right. like keep hinting the blood is red. Um, but then it's like, yeah, it's probably Mephisto. I, this poor podcast, people are like, this, this motherfucker. They've said Mephisto 18 oh, times. Yeah, now? turn this into yeah. a drinking game. Have fun. You guys are going to yeah. be the, off uh, by the end. Hey, something to point out about both those commercials, they both sped up. Right? So, like, the toaster went beep, 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 Strucker's watch went. So there's something about these. Maybe it's Wanda. It's her unconsciousness because we were seeing in the sword looking at, they could see the like her monitor levels. Maybe that's like a piece of her like consciousness being like, you're a human alive. You're just dreaming. Nightmare. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now we could be talking, and you mentioned all the other sightings of the color red. Like this is some Schindler's List. <laughs> it, it is honestly it's the girl with the red dress so we'll see if all these color red things are all kind of connected i think these all kind of represent uh the wanda's illusion showing it seems you know like these are things that break the black and white illusion when it's still black and white obviously we're going into technicolor now so we'll see but i think a splash of red is going to be significant when we look back mm-hmm. on this series I'm not prepared to say if it's Mephisto, because as you said, Scarlet Witch's color is bright red. Yeah, Vision right. is bright red, so it could just be connected to her sorcery. Uh, but Mephisto is also a very red person. I think yeah. they're just going to put all it, the red They are teasing them. us. How can they... Ah! It's so frustrating. What else is ah! red? <laughs> a is fire truck? A what what's going, what yeah. are you going to do? Oh, <laughs> God. All right. Well, that is it for this first episode of Inside Marvel, our WandaVision after show. Um, uh, The next video on the channel is going to be my shot by shot breakdown of this episode because there's so many like little details that they hid in there. I can't wait to rewatch it. Uh, And then our breakdown of episode two will come out um, tomorrow, I think. And then, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, our reaction to episode three and every Friday until the series is done and we have all of our answers. Jessica, I'm so glad we're on this journey together. I I feel like we can speak to some of the insane conspiracy theories that others can't. I am an insane person. And like you guys could see in this episode me piecing things together by being like, nightmare. Wait, it could be. Oh, swarm. Wait a minute. Ooh, what? (laughs) Like it's it's, it's, I'm made of 
too much information. <laughs> follow me at EA Bots on social media. Follow uh, Jessica at Lulu Clemens on Instagram and Twitter. Um, follow New Rockstars at New Rockstars. Be sure to subscribe uh, to both our YouTube channel and the Inside Marvel podcast feed. Uh, and check out our merch store, NewRockstarsMerch.com. Be sure to get your hands on that unusual couple vision shirt. It's so, so cool. And we're going to close out with the biggest laugh we had this episode. <laughs> That was my grandmother's piano.